Whack Matters is brought to you by Audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com slash whackmatters, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial where you can test out Audible's awesome audiobook monthly subscription service. Make sure to go to audibletrial.com slash whackmatters. So, Marcus. Yeah? What does Y-E-S spell? Y- yes. Okay, so now what does E-Y-E-S spell? Eyes? You suck. Okay. I think I've heard it before. It's a tra- okay, trash intro. Start over. Go. I'm gonna hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let Let's keep going. Ask. Let's go again. I'll I'll do better this time. Okay, Marcus. I have a question for you. Okay. What does Y E S spell? Y- yes. Okay. You can spell. Good job. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> I mean, if it's forced, does, it's not as funny. How does the I joke legit go. Okay, so basically, the person thinks that they're saying that like it spells E S. True story. I actually got my mom going for ten minutes on this one. Ten ten minutes straight. Like I was recording and everything. She was just like, "It spells E S, E S, E S." And then after about ten minutes, I started feeling bad, and I was just like, "Mom, write it down." She wrote it down. She felt so stupid. It was great. I posted it to the internet, so it's immortalized forever. And then you're like, dunked on my mom. Got her. Suck it, mom. Now I'm living in a cardboard box in downtown Omaha. (laughs) It's like... Right off of Farnham Street. I recently listened to the episode of our show where you freaking... Dunked on my parents. Well, yes, but also where you freaking just say your real life address. And Michael's like, gotta take that out. Thanks, guys. We listened to that on our way back from a trip, and my dad, my dad was like, "Wait, did you actually say that stuff?" And I was just like, "Yeah, what's she gonna do?" And he's like, "Get out of the car, you're walking home." And then, and then so now I have killer legs. I don't need to do leg day ever again because I walked all the way home from South Dakota in one go. Hey, don't make up states. So I'm sure by now, if you guys have not already figured out, this is a podcast that me and my friend Karsten do. About TV shows. Oh shoot! I didn't give a fake name this time. I know. Hold on. I didn't. I because I I switched up the intro, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to them how they want it in a second. How they're used to. Um, so this is TuneIn. It's a podcast about TV shows. I am your host, Marcus, and this is my co-host, not Karsten. It's Karsten. You for, suck. You're not wrong. So, uh, here on TuneIn, we believe that families should be able to get together and watch shows. Um. As a family, like they should be able to get around the TV and have fun, and there should be good all ages shows. And I think that cartoons, generally, if they're good, well made cartoons, are that. So here on TuneIn, we take a season of a good what we believe be what we believe to be an all ages show. Marcus, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you know how to speak? No. Okay. Which is weird because I'd love to podcast for a living, right? Irony. <laughs> yeah. Um, Irony. So, uh-huh. we take two episodes from a season, and we will talk about them and try to talk about some of the cool things that make them just good TV and how they're useful and appropriate for children, but also entertaining for adults. Yes. And we are working through, as of last episode, so episode six and counting, we're going through Justice League Unlimited. Now, Justice League Unlimited has an ongoing story. So if this is the first episode of this show that you're hearing, you're going to want to jump back and uh, listen to episode six. If you don't care about spoilers or anything like that, one conclusive story, feel free to continue on and listen 
to this one. Yeah. Carson, what is the first episode we are talking about today? The first episode is called Hawk and Dove. Do you remember what happens? Did you know anything about Hawk and Dove? I had no idea who they were, to be completely Um, honest. I don't know who half these people are. The whole hook of Hawk and Dove is... um, One's a liberal and one's a Republican, and they're brothers and they butt heads a lot. Oh. That's essentially the hook of them when they were created. Nifty. Now one of them's a woman. I don't really remember how that happened. Is it still the original group, but now they're a woman, or is it I don't retconned? Remember. I think it's retconned. Did okay. It work? Like, I, think... I mean, if it's like a conservative liberal duo, then it would make sense if the liberal one got like a swap or something. <laughs> so... You should edit that out, Michael. <laughs> so... Oof. Mega oof. Hey, guess uh, what? I got Wi-Fi now. Oh, uh, you got it to work? We got No. I created a personal hotspot because I'm tired of asking for the uh, password password. Yeah, I think you just are bad at it. But also I couldn't do it. Anyway, more importantly, so this episode starts off with just a guy making armor, I guess. Yeah. He's making like the sickest armor. It's got like protection five on it. Protection five. Um, the freaking shoes have Frostwalker 3 and Frostwalker 4. sucks. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Wrong? I don't want to create ice everywhere I go. That was so inconvenient. Like, whenever I was walking through, like... Because, like, I was an architect, so I always, like, used water to, like, make things look cool. And if I walked, accidentally walked on it, it messed everything up. Why don't you just do better? Why don't you just have two pairs of boots? It's not that hard. But what practical use, other than crossing the ocean, does Frostwalker give you? Um, I did a lot of just running around and exploring stuff. Plus, also, if you're falling just... from a super high height and you accidentally have your Frostwalker boots on, and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to jump into the water. You die. Not if you have Feather Falling 4, homie. You jump off a mountain in a, um, in, uh, what was it called? Uh, where they had, like, the super big mountains. We can't oh. talk about. We're gonna. We will talk about Minecraft the rest of the episode. We cannot do this. <laughs> Welcome to our Minecraft. So podcast. this is our Minecraft podcast. It's just called Crafting with the Boys. Boys is with a Z, of course. I am your host, Marcus. We've hit this bedrock is, bottom. This is my co-host. <laughs> we can't go any deeper, even though we brought a shovel, because you can't break bedrock unless you're this in creative. Is, this is my co-host, Steve. That's not bad. That's not a bad impression. Okay, so this guy's making this giant uh, piece of armor, and I'm also real quick when I get this bias out of the way. This I don't think this is the best episode of this show. Nah, I really, really like this show. I it is my favorite TV show ever made. I don't like. <sighs> Excuse me. I don't really like Hawk and Dove that much. Like that this episode. I think like don't get me wrong. I think there's really neat parts of it. Not the best. So essentially, this guy makes this giant armor, and then he gives it to a guy, um, and you don't know who he is yet, and then... What the heck? Okay, whatever. Um, Keep going. So, he goes, and then um, the blonde man who was buying the armor, because you're not supposed to know who he is yet... He's just a blonde dude, for all we know, he could be a Nazi. We're spoiling the whole thing. It's Ares. Ares, the god of war. So Ares goes, and he gives the robot to... um, like a faction that's being oppressed in some third world-esque country. And then they start fighting their oppressor with this robot and he's causing war and oh no. And then Wonder Woman has to come out 
And, oh, shoot, I forgot to do the whole who wrote this episode. That's okay. Watch your notes. No, you just changed yours to freaking alien script or something dumb. No, it's Zalgo text. Okay, well, don't. Okay, so, sorry, let's get back to this. Yeah. Uh, this aired uh, August 21st, 2004. Now, it was written by Ron Zimmerman, and then we're just going to the plot synopsis. Synopsis. One of the cool things I do think about this episode was you see Wonder Woman in street clothes. Yeah. And that's the thing you don't really ever see in this show. Like, you don't see a lot of just heroes in their street clothes and stuff, so I think it's neat when you get to. Um, so Wonder Woman gets called by John on her day off to go fight these people, but she has to pick up Hawk and Dove first, and they're clearly in a bar, and oh no, Dove was being a liberal in a bar full of Republicans, and they're gonna beat him up, and then they get into a fight. One thing I really do appreciate, though, shoot, kicked the mic super bad. Did it peak the audio? No, it's not that bad. Cool. Um... One thing I really do appreciate, though, is it, when you watch this, I don't know if you picked up on it, they fight differently. Mm-hmm. So, like, Dove is very much, like... A pacifist. Diverting he sucks. A, yeah, he's diverting attacks. He's um, usually using their momentum against them, as opposed to Hawk, who's just a lot bigger and just kind of brute-forcing through things. So, like, I thought that was, like, it was a neat characterization of, yeah. like, it would be easier if they were just Minor throwing... detail. Yeah, throwing punches and stuff, mm-hmm. but... They fight, they beat up these bar full of kind of thugs. They go, Wonder Woman takes them to this country. They get into a fight and they realize the robot's too strong. And then Wonder Woman sees the mark and she goes. And she was like, I recognize that trademark. This is not made in China. Yeah, this is the person who made my armor. So she goes to do that. Hawk and Dove go and try to get the leaders and make them talk rather than fighting this war. Because we're going to solve this problem with Friendship! And Yay! oh no, Ares took the place of one of the leaders and he captures Dove. And then Wonder Woman realizes, essentially this was kind of like a really dumb thing because she's like, tell me the weakness in your armor because you always make a weakness in your armors. And he's like, not going to. And she's like, well, okay. And then leaves. But she, but he like drops a subtle hint. He does. Yeah, because she gets aggressive and he's like, you'll never figure it out that way. Wink, wink. So then they go back and then they're fighting and they're losing and they're fighting they're losing and Hawk and Dove are trying. Well, Hawk has to save Dove because he got tied to the keeps, robot. Dove keeps getting himself in trouble. Yeah, because he won't fight. And then Wonder Woman's like, oh, we can't fight. That's the trick. So they stop fighting the robot. The robot stops attacking anything because they're all putting down their weapons and solving their problem with peace. Then Ares gets mad and dips for essentially no reason. Yeah, he's just like... He's just like, curse you, you foiled me again, Drax, see you later. for you and your meddling kids, and dips. Yeah. Um, and again, like... Oh, and, and the North and South not Koreans are just like, oh, yeah, we're, we're cool now. We, didn't, we don't even really know what's going on here, but let's not fight anymore. Yeah, so, like, I don't want to talk down on this episode too much, because, like, there are some... I do. There's some neat moments, I think, in this episode. Like, the animation still looks cool. The yeah. action sequences are still put together well. Like The, the story was just kind of meh. Yeah, like, the voice acting's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I'm a, uh, I'm a big Boy Meets World fan. And um, Ben Savages, who's Corey, his real brother, Adam Savage, who's in um, the show... Mythbusters. No. Adam Savage. Different Adam Savage. Oh. Savage. Um, They're related to Randy Savage. 
No. Oh, yeah. The Wonder Years. The Wonder... The Adam Savage from The Wonder Years is the is Hawk and stuff, so, like, that was fun. Huh. I like his voice. I thought he did a good job. Um, but, like, this... This would not be the episode I would show people to begin with. Oh, definitely not. This is like that one boat episode from a, uh, from Dragon Prince. Yeah, like it's not, it's not good. Like it's okay because like the, it's like, not, it's not bad. Bad, but, but not, I would not, not choose to watch it of yeah, my own free will. The it's not the best the show has to offer. Like if I was given the option to choose any other episode, I would choose the other episode that you've seen so far. I, however, I do remember it being. I think it's the worst episode in the show. Cool. To be 100% honest with you. At least in this season. So. This episode, I mean, it was fun. And, like, the idea... I think I think the thing that makes me the saddest was it's very clearly written from... By liberals. Like, I think that if it was written a little more two-sided... To, whether, no matter where you fall on the spectrum, like, it's freaking election. Like, the elections and stuff are just going on. Like, people just voted. Started a fight in class today. It was great. Okay, well, we're not going to get into politics on the actual show. Whether you fall right or left, like, I think that it is just more interesting if they, if it's written to where both sides bring up fairly valid points and stuff, and it's not very clearly in, like, this guy's a dumbo. Because he only thinks with his fists. Yeah, like, I think, I think that's lazy and bad, and, like... Besides, they're superheroes, they're supposed to fight stuff. Yeah, like, that's the whole thing. Because, like, the whole point of this episode What's was, like... What's the point like, of being a pacifist if you... Like, a superhero if you're a pacifist. Yeah, like, like superheroes have to fight people. <sighs> Unless you're, like, super good at, like, walking grannies across the street. And getting cats out of trees. You gotta yeah. live in the right city, though. Which is not where Metropolis... That's a C-class hero. Yeah, so, like, this episode's not the best. And, um... So... A neat thing I do think that exists with the show is there is an ongoing story, but it's delivered in such a way that you wouldn't, you don't pick up on it until later in the seasons. Like, I will tell you this, we have seen one of the episodes that kind of matters later. We've, saw, we've seen a few episodes that matter later on, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily peg them as episodes like that until you've seen the conclusion of the season, which I think is huh. neat. And that stuff. Is neat. And it helps the filler episodes, not especially during the first watch, not seem as much like filler. But spoil like spoilers. This is super filler, obviously. Like, okay, yeah. Like, and um, they did this thing to where this was not originally the the second episode or the third episode to air. Originally, the third episode to air was the next one we're talking about, which I don't remember the name of. It is called... So you shouldn't have freaking made your text. Fearful Symmetry? Here. Let's fix that. Yeah, you need to fix your text because that's a problem maker. You're a problem maker. Yeah, no. So Fearful um, Symmetry. I was right. I can read my text. You're the worst. Yes. Um. Well, I forgot what I was saying now. I, I forgot what you were saying. Do you want me to like... Thing. Do you want me to, like, relay this episode? I was saying something about Hawk and Dove. It was lame? It was not a great episode. However, feel for symmetry. Let's get into it. Or, a.k.a. Gal oh, I was saying... No, I remember now. Hawk and Dove was not originally the third episode to air on TV. They did some chopping and screwing with 
the way that they deliver the episodes when you buy them on DVD, and we're watching them in that order. So, originally these episodes are flipped. I understand why they did it. Again, knowing what episodes kind of matter more later on and which episodes don't, they, I think the pacing at which they deliver those could have been better. Uh-huh. And they, they, I think the way they switch them around is better for that. Cool. So I, th- I think that's why I like Hawking Dove, because it is kind of a dud, but like, I, you don't want duds to be kind of later in the season as things amp up. Yeah. So, here we go. So the episode starts with Supergirl chasing the scientist dude, and he's like, they don't tell us why she's chasing him, but she's chasing him, and he's pretty scared out of his mind. Like, why the heck is Supergirl chasing me? And then all of a sudden, these guys with, like, jetpacks and guns that shoot kryptonite, and forgive me, I'm kind of congested right now. Uh, I'm I'm miffed, dude. I can't, I can't even with you right now. Do people still say can't even? You did, just now. Like, I mean, like, I'm saying, like, was that a cool hip thing to say? I have no idea. Okay. Dang it. Okay. So, then these guys show up with, like, jetpacks and kryptonite guns, like, guns that shoot kryptonite. They start, like, fighting her, and she... And she just destroys them. And then she finds that scientist again, and then she just pretty much kills him. Like, she goes kind of evil and then kills him. And she, then, all of a sudden, man, I can't breathe. <laughs> okay, I can I can take some of this then. Um, so, Supergirl, she's chasing after that scientist dude. She catches him, murders him after this weird robot thing that looks like it was designed to, like, probe her. Attacks her and she has to beat that. And then Supergirl wakes up. Um, it was a dream. She had shot lasers through her uh, ceiling because it felt so real to her. And then she's talking to John Jones because he has like mind powers about it. And he's like, "This seems really weird. Like it's it, it is too linear, like a story based to be right. normal dreams." He's like, "But it also, I can read your mind. It's not a memory." Yeah, he's like, "It seems like a memory, but it's not a memory. But it's also not a dream." Yeah, like it it wasn't a dream because dreams don't work like that. But he's also, he's like, I'm a Martian, so, like, I don't get dreams a lot. So he's like, I don't super know, but it didn't it didn't seem like a dream to me, and also I can tell it's not one of your memories. Mm-hmm. But it, it, the logic and rules it follows make it seem like a memory. So... Then they bring in this really dope hero. His name is The Question. The Question. Okay, so Jeffrey Combs playing The Question, voice acting The Question, is one of, is the biggest selling point of this TV show to me. Like, as a kid, when I was watching through this for the first time ever, the question blew my mind. And I was like, who is this guy? He's a a conspiracy theory hack who, like, turns out to be right a lot. It's... And he's, like, a super investigator. Yeah, like, he's, like, Batman. If Batman was not, like, as intimidating, it was more, like, was a kook. So you know how, like, sometimes when you think about Batman on paper, he seems kind of like a giant goober? Yeah. Like, if you were to see a man who's like, well, when I was a kid, my father, my parents were murdered, and now I'm just like a bat and try to beat up people out of crime, and I'm a very good investigator. Ah! The best in the world, and I'm a marshal of, like, a hundred different martial arts, and yeah, I know, and, like, 300 different languages, and, like, and I'm in, fluent in them. And if you were to watch, like, if you were to see Batman in real life, like, I've seen people wear Batman costumes in real life, and they look freaking ridiculous. 
I worked at Scooters, and a very good cosplayer would sometimes come in in a full Batman costume. And he looks... It was a good it was a good cosplay, so I'm not trying to like rag on that, but he looks freaking ridiculous walking into a coffee shop dressed as Batman. Like they look like a crazy person. And this is very much how Question is. Question wears a bright blue suit and he seems a lot like a crazy person because there's no like giant mythos or like He's cool... the normalest looking guy in there and he looks the craziest. Yeah, and like he says crazy things and stuff. So like he's very Batman, like he's an investigator, he's very but like it's not given to you under the guise of, like, he's so cool and awesome. He's like, Batman. It's more like, if you were to kind of think about Batman on paper, how ridiculous that would be. And the voice acting is, the guy's very monotone the whole time. Especially when he's singing that song. That was hilarious. Oh, it's so good. Like, the question, and he was such an interesting character and so fun to write for the people I watched, like, commentary tracks of this episode. And they talked about, like, the question in the original lineup for the show. When they were figuring out things, the question was meant to be a one-off character for this episode. And then the guy did such a good job and they had such a fun time writing him that they wrote him into more episodes. Like, he plays a big part in the end game for the show, nice. for the season. That's just because it was so fun, it worked so well, and it's just, like, it's so good. I can watch episodes based around him all day, man. Yeah, he's really, he's such a... Such an interesting character. It was very entertaining. Yeah, and like at one point he's like breaking into a building, but as he's doing it, he's like singing some jazz song or something. Yeah, some like pop music. Like it's so um so essentially what happens is they are chasing down um some leads for some stuff. So green is the the group for this episode is Green Arrow, a uh, Supergirl in question. Yep. So they go and they remember that there was a guy or they go to Star Labs, and they talk to um, the scientist guy. I can't remember his name. It'll come to me. Steve eventually. Jobs. No. Um, but uh, he's in Superman, the cartoon. <sighs> and talks about, the thing you're thinking of is this robot. And he shows them, and they're like, what is this? And he's like, you got hurt. And they reference, um, there's an episode of Superman the Animated Series where Superman gets his mind taken over by Darkseid and he attacks Earth. And Supergirl tried to fight him and she gets her clock clean. And they had to save her life because internal bleeding and stuff, but they couldn't operate on her. So they made a robot that has a kryptonite tip on it so that they could, like, in incision. Yeah. They could cut her body and stuff so they could get in and save her life. So he's like, it was not a torture device at all. It was this thing and stuff. So... Well, they're like, okay, well, whose idea was it to do, I don't, there was some weird military thing that was like a little honky with that episode. Yeah. Which is, it's true. I've seen that episode of Superman. So they go and find the um, retired general who was in charge at that time mm -hmm. and they talk to him and then he does other Superman references. So um, he says like that volcano girl, there's an episode of Superman where like a government agency kind of thing makes a supervillain on accident called mm -hmm. Volcana, and it's a big deal for Superman to fight. He's referencing that, and he references um, uh, other superheroes that were government-made, which you find a little more out later, like, even in this season. But, um, they're from Justice League, the original. <sighs> Excuse me. Not the animated. Not, um, uh, Justice League Unlimited. Right, just Justice yes. League. So, he's essentially, like, um, yeah, like, I don't really know what's going on but like whatever and then they leave 
and they get jumped by some guys with guns and a giant robot that attacks Supergirl and they win the fight and it's really well choreographed. It's really neat. Mm -hmm. But most importantly, questions like, see, we're asking the right questions because people are attacking us now. Supergirl kind of believes him. Um, and then Green Arrow's like, I don't believe your mumbo jumbo. Yeah, we need to quit following your stupid stuff. Let's go right to the source. So they go to the last lead that the general gave them, which is a giant company. But Question goes off and does his own investigating. Yes. So, well, they split up. Then a girl who looks like Supergirl, but has shorter hair and wears a different costume. She's a little older. Goes in to the room where the um, general is and kills him. Yeah. And he's just like, Supergirl, is that you? And she's just like, nah, nah, bruh. Nah, nah, dog. Nah, dog. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. So so then the question um, goes and finds the reporter who is doing a bunch of stuff, and he gets information from him. But it's funny because the scene you were talking about where he's singing a song, what happens is the guy gets in the cab because Question's posing as a cab driver, and he's like, what do you guys think of like that generic prepackaged pop music that the kids are playing these days? He's like, I hate it. And then he turns pop music on, and puts on his question costume and interrogates that guy. And yep. then later in the episode when he's breaking into um, the big uh, Corporation lab thing. Um, he's, he's singing, singing that, that song. song yeah. And it's just real silly and fun. It's so good. But um, essentially what happened was somehow, someway, somebody got a hold of Supergirl's DNA. Cloned her but made her evil and then made them fight. And then they fight each other, and um, their reason that she was seen, like, that dream sequence from before was... They have a psychic they link. They have a psychic link. So everything that Supergirl does, this clone sees, and everything that clone yeah, does, The clone name is Galatea. Galatea. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a big, really cool fight where, like, they throw buildings at each other and stuff. And then Question does his thing and just is, like, super dope, and it's just like... He knows exactly what's going to happen next if he does certain if he, things. If he does certain things, and he calls Galatea's bluff, and then that gives Supergirl the upper hand, and they win, and they destroy the lab, and it's assumed that Galatea is destroyed with it. And, uh, <laughs> oh, neat. bless you. All right. What did you think of this episode? I think it was pretty good. It was definitely more interesting than the last episode. But here's the question that we need to ask: When the question dies. If he dies via, like, explosion or something like that, does that mean that the villain popped the question? <laughs> and then the obvious answer... Well, not the obvious answer. The obvious follow-up question is, did the other person say yes? Okay, so... um these are really good episodes of a really good show. You should watch them. That are not like other kids' shows. We talked about people dying and stuff. And again, when when we're saying these things, nothing's done grotesque or overtly. Unless you're a robot. Yeah, okay, there's robots that kind of get split in half and stuff, but the robots doesn't count. And you see robot entrails flying everywhere, but other than that. Yeah, like, the show is done in such a way that it is appropriate for all ages. It is appropriate for kids. So, like, when we talk about, like, people dying and the references to murder and things... Like, it is done in a very smart, well way to where, like, the kids will know that something bad happened and stuff, and they'll follow the story, but they're not going to be, like, scared or freaked out by this. So, like, again... Unless this your a child's an absolute wuss. 
Yeah, unless unless you have one of those wimp child that everybody's talking about these days. Unless you're a millennial, we don't. Do you want to score? Dunk on our. Everyone's a winner. Okay, so rather than just keeping to make fun of you guys, I'm going to thank you guys for listening to Black Matters uh, project that we got going on here called Tune In. Yee. Um, we really do believe that this is a great way to watch TV as a family. The best way to stay connected as a family is to watch TV as a family over a nice dinner. Yeah, don't eat at the table. Don't talk to each other. That's not how families get connected. They do. I mean, like get get like a couple large pizzas, sit down in the basement, and just have a good time as a family watching TV together. Yeah, and like this is an amazing show for that. It's really fun. Um, and like I honestly, I think that this if if this show does anything, like if a few families are like, I watch the show with my kids. And it's not a show I normally would have watched, but I knew that they would like it, and I realized because of your show that there's something I can get out of it. I I saw the error in my ways. Like it would it would make my day because I honestly do think like families coming together is cool, and I don't think they do that a lot, and I don't think a lot of shows are built around the idea that that can happen, and I think this show is. So thank you for listening. If you have the ability to do that with your family, it's on uh, only on DVD, so this one's a little harder to obtain. Uh, sure well, you can... you can purchase it over Amazon. Yes. Like Amazon Instant Video, but you gotta buy it. You can't rent it or anything like that. kind of yeah. sucks. Which is a bummer. But uh, also, if you listen to this podcast and you were like, whoa, I just want to give that website some dollar bills. Buy our merch. The t-shirts are phenomenal. So, you don't have one yet, do you? No. It denied my payment when I went in to buy one. Yeah. I think we're having some issues with that, but I believe they're fixed. Could have just been my card, though. Yeah, Carson's broke. So if you also want Carson to not be living in that box anymore in Omaha, you guys can South give... O. You guys can... No, North O. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you guys I'm living s- in the worst of the two. <laughs> it's like- horrible. People are dying left and right on either side of me. It's freaking contum... Com- com- it's freaking what? Say that again. Compton. Okay. There we go. Man, one of these days we're going to make it through the... There's two parts of this show that I try to keep on any sort of rails. And it's the intro, where I tell the people what the show is. And the outro, where I say, hey, you guys could give us money. Which you would, I would argue would be the part that Carson would be less likely to interrupt me for. But no, I usually breeze through the intros. And I get to the outro like, hey, if you guys want to give us money and like try to support the website, here's some ways you could do that. Carson's like... <laughs> And I'm like, dude, come on, try to get dollars for every... Okay, but the thing is... There's I... a merch link on the website, and there's a donate button also on the website. Feel free to do either. We're very thankful if you just listen, but also if you could kick some money our way. If you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, or listening to it on a podcast catcher that has any sort of rating system, if you could take some time out of your day to uh, give us a rating or... Um, like us on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It really would mean a lot and really does go further than you would expect it to, to help us out. And it's free. It costs you none dollars. So you guys can be happy about that. Karsten, is there anything else real quick you want to interrupt me and say any more dumb stuff you want to say real quick? I'm done. <sighs> Thanks for listening to Tune In Episode 7. Oh! What's the... Oh, remember to tune, tune in.
next week. With that remote. I, th- I was trying to get you to say it at the same time as me. A super didn't work. Tune in next time. Just edit those together, Michael. I'm fixing a post. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Okay, but like that whole episode, like I had just snot just running out of my nose. Good. I don't know what happened. I ingested something the other day that just gave me a cold, and I'm just like, you dying. ingested it. I licked it, and I, I, I got that milky way. Now it's giving me the drippy way. Thanks for listening to the podcast that we produce here at WagMatters.com. Just in case you didn't know, we have a lot of different shows running right now. There's Life's What You Rate It, where me and my brother Mark rate everything on a scale from 1 to 10 that exists in the entire universe. Tune in, where Marcus and his friend Karsten talk about cartoons and their value for people of all ages. Of course, Whack Tracks, where me and a bunch of friends make commentary tracks for whatever shows or movies we might be into at the time. And our newest show on the network, The Music Matters, where my friend Trevor creates a discussion around all the matters relating to music. If you'd like to support the content we make here at WackMatters.com, please go to WackMatters.StoreMV.com and check out our merchandise section. We sell t-shirts right now, and there's more merchandise to come. Even if you don't want to buy a t-shirt, there is a donate button at WackMatters.com that you can use to support the content that we already make and to help fund creative ideas for the future. Additionally, this podcast is also brought to you by Audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com slash whackmatters, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial with Audible.com where you get to listen to a free audiobook of your choosing and can continue subscribing for an awesome audiobook content subscription. Remember, that's audibletrial.com slash whackmatters. We love you all and hope you will continue checking out the content we make here at whackmatters.com. Have a great day.